0: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick flying solo. The Warriors, they beat the Lowly San Antonio Spurs at Chase Center. The score was 130, 115. And I mean, there's not a ton to say about this game because this was a game that the Warriors they were supposed to get, right? The Spurs are tanking 1958. Warriors are now 41 and 37. Expectedly, the Warriors, as they tend to do, start off a little sluggish, a little slow, make some mistakes, and then hit a bunch of shots, a bunch of threes to create some separation. And San Antonio is just not good enough to come back from that. So the Warriors, as you know, they live and die by the three a lot this season. And in this game, they lived. They lived. They actually lived really well from three. They shot 21 of 49, which is a very, very nice forty-three percent. In particular, Steph was seven for eleven, Clay was seven for fourteen, and Jordan Poole was six for thirteen. Uh hey, if we get that from them <laughs> every night, then they will be tough to beat in general, assuming they, you know, do all the extra things the team does on the fringes. Uh, But we'll just put this in the back pocket. The Warriors are still in sixth place. They are tied record-wise with the Clippers who are in fifth at 41-37, but the Clippers have the tiebreaker. It's a weird, weird night. I talked about how the end of the season is going to be really intense because tons of teams are trying to get into the postseason or the plans and, and they're trying to fight for the right positioning. And it's a weird night when I'm kind of rooting for the Lakers and the Grizzlies. I know that's really, really, really strange, but that being said, the Lakers, they beat the wolves and then the Grizzlies, they beat the Clippers, which is what we as warriors fans are. Wanted, (laughs) But I will say the Lakers-Timberwolves game, it's like that could have been – I could have gone either way with that because I really don't worry about the Timberwolves, but the Lakers ever since the trade deadline and they made a couple uh, decent trades, like actually really good trades, that's a team to keep an eye out on. The Lakers and Pelicans are each 39-38. They're just one game behind the Warriors in the loss column. So, again – The Warriors have their fate in their own hands. And normally we trust that, but we will see. We'll see how this plays out. Four games left. They go to Denver on Sunday. They get OKC at home and then two road games to finish the season, Sacramento and then at Portland. The Denver game, I'll be really curious to see what lineup Denver rolls out there and if there's any time to snag a game on the road and be like okay this this is real what the warriors are doing is real then it's that one because hey for all the hand-wringing and kind of you know doubts that we've had the warriors in their last 5 or last 6 games are 5 and 1 which is pretty solid pretty impressive the problem is that they haven't looked completely there right Obviously, that Pelicans game, <laughs> that first half was trash, but then they just turned it on. It, even in this Spurs game, it was a little bit like a a lighter version of that in a way because it was like well, they're not playing to their potential and then they kind of flip a minor switch and put it away. So it's up to them, though. It's up to them. What does this team have here? I do have to say, continue to... Uh, uh, praise jordan Poole for doing what he's doing off the bench because that narrative of him not being able to play off the bench and he should start because he's much better as a starter than coming off the bench and he's just ineffective it's like my thing was always like why would you <laughs> reward a dude with starters minutes if he can't execute off the bench and yes i get reasons for not playing well off the bench rhythm uh, being swapped in and out different spots in the lineups, having different roles playing with quote unquote lesser bench players and whatnot. But I always believe like, that's your job. You should be able to do that. You know, he did it last year. He could do it again. And we're seeing now Jordan Poole, that he's doing that. So for the criticism that he got that I levy towards him, congrats to him. This is awesome. This is great. <laughs> this is what we wanted to see. 27 minutes, 8 for 17 overall, like I said, 6 for 13 from three, five of six from the line, two boards, six assists, 27 points, plus 15. And again, some major highlight plays, some funny dancing around <laughs> and all that jazz. But this is what we wanted to see. So props to him. He looks like he he's rounding in a form. And again, that's what you want to see. You know, this team, they're looking better than they had been maybe a month ago and whatnot. Gary Payton II has added a lot in terms of just energy, defense, vibe, chemistry, all that stuff. And again, I just want them to avoid the play-in and be healthy and whole and be as entertaining as possible, right? Make it as tough for other teams. So it looks like we're trending in that direction, but you never know. You never know. All it takes is one loss to to Denver to all of a sudden be like, okay, now the Warriors are competing with the Lakers to get out of the play-in, and you know the Lakers have that circled. I said in the last episode the Pelicans, they're a threat. Zion, I think, is potentially coming back, but they have a pretty tough schedule closing out. So, again, looking at the Warriors' schedule, it's like – They get Denver, then OKC, who is also, also right there. They are in 10th at 38 and 40, with the Mavericks just a half game behind them at 37 and 40. So who wants that more, and where will the Thunder's mindset be when they play the Warriors? The Sacramento game? If Sac is nice and secure in their third spot by April seventh, by next Friday, then maybe gamesmanship. We won't see the best players. <laughs> we won't see uh, Sack go for this win. You know, or or would it be a situation where, hey, if they beat the Warriors, they could knock out the Warriors out of the sixth spot. But then it's like at that time, it might be that if they knock the Warriors into the play-in, would they be getting the Lakers in the sixth seed and have to face them in the first round? So some stuff for Sacramento to think about as their season winds down and then Portland should be a gimme. So the San Antonio game was one of the gimmies. I was like, Oh man, <laughs> in the first half, if they lose this one, it's just kind of like, yeah, shoulder shrug, come on. But they didn't, they held on. And, uh, some some decent things from this. I mean, Jonathan Kaminga, I've talked about that guy all season long and haven't talked about him too much specifically lately. But, I mean, just watching him, he is doing what he needs to do, like I've been talking about all season since November. And the Warriors, especially Steph, they've figured out how to really use him. They've found some chemistry, some timing on – backdoor cuts, to the basket, knowing where he'll be, knowing what he can do physically, and uh, just also having a little bit more confidence in him skill-wise from the field. I mean, 27 minutes, 8 for 11 from the field, misses 1-3, uh, 17 points, eight boards, two assists. Those eight boards are big to me because out of all the parts of Kaminga's game that are coming along, the rebounding is something that I feel like he could be better at more immediately. And I take this as a good sign. And again, just get as many wins as possible. Can they go three and one in this final stretch? Can they go four and no? We'll see. I don't know. No predictions on that. Just trying to escape the regular season in the sixth seed or higher. You know, they could, they could get past the Clippers, but it'll take some very focused, inspired run. I mean, this game right here, this Denver Nuggets game is again, they're not necessarily their last road test because they do play the Kings, but knowing that they need to at least get some wins on the road just to feel good, uh, that'll do a lot for their overall team confidence, especially for dudes on the fringes and whatnot. But, you know, we'll see, we'll see how that uh, plays out. Andrew Wiggins, it was reported that he was back in the Bay, I guess, for these past several weeks. He's been elsewhere. I don't know where, you know, whatever speculation. Hey, it'd be nice if that meant that he was closer to coming back, that now that he's come back to San Francisco, to California, that he is getting to a stage where he might be able to rejoin the team. No idea. Not exactly sure, but it sure did get uh, me and other Warriors fans (laughs) excited about what might happen. So if he can come back, he just, again, adds a lot. It'll take him a while to get up to speed, to get conditioned, all that stuff. But hey, maybe if there's still a couple games by the time he comes back, he can start getting his legs under him. And then, you know, the Warriors... Maybe they could fight through a first round with a 60, 70 percent Andrew Wiggins, not in terms of health, but just in terms of effectiveness. You know what I mean? So we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, I want to talk about the collective bargaining agreement, which got reported on Friday night. Now I'm no CBA expert, and it's not necessarily my favorite thing to think about and talk about. But you know, there's chatter about the fact that it penalizes teams that are big spenders, like the Warriors, the Clippers, the Lakers, all that stuff. And everybody's talking about how it rewards teams for drafting well, because if you draft your guys, then you should be able to keep them. But I find it terribly ironic, (laughs) and I'm sure many of you do too, that the Warriors built their dynasty by drafting Dudes drafting a lot of underdogs. They drafted Steph, Clay, (laughs) Draymond, Jordan Poole, Kevon Looney, John DeKaminga, all their picks (laughs) for the past couple of years. So in a way, it's like, okay, well, because the Warriors have been such an aberration as a dynasty the last couple of years, or several years, then they're looking back that that is the norm and penalizing that, you know, that's how it feels. I mean, the Lakers have always drawn big names because they're in LA and they're the Lakers and all that jazz, the Clippers. Sure. But to say that the Warriors are, I mean, the Warriors benefited from the increase in the salary cap to get Kevin Durant. That's, that's a quirk, right? But Hey, they were playing well within the rules and it just happened. You know, so it is what it is, but everything else they're doing, they're paying through the nose to keep their guys, right? The guys that they drafted and because they've been managed well overall, you know, I don't think they should be penalized for that per se. I mean, they went through two down years and then figured their way out of it. And that's a credit to Bob Myers, Lacob, Steve Kerr, you know, keeping it together, all that stuff and having faith and paying, Lakob paid clay thompson after <laughs> he tore his acl you know what i mean and he's still paying him and it's paid off so i don't necessarily understand and i don't necessarily think that's a fair thing right now it looks like one of the penalties would be that they would lose a mid-level exception which in the warriors case this season they would not have had the ability to sign dante di vincenzo So without Dante DiVincenzo, this Warriors team would be struggling to get into the play. And I know DiVincenzo is struggling right now, but in the meat of the season, he has helped them a ton, a ton. So, you know, we'll see how this all plays out, I guess. I guess... Uh, Adam Silver really wants to <laughs> make the Oklahoma City Thunder the next dynasty because those kids are good, and they're getting Chet Holmgren back, and they'll probably <laughs> they still have a ton of picks. So uh, I guess that's where your next dynasty is coming from in this respect. But you know, we'll see. We'll see how uh, this all plays out because those things, like the mid-level exception, those are how the Warriors can add. Fringe veterans, ring chasers, stuff like that. So you're basically forcing the Warriors to say, okay, we're not going to be able to sign either some of these vets or we're going to have to move on from the players we drafted, right? Again, which is the whole point of this uh, new CBA. That part of it is so that teams can keep the guys they drafted, but we'll see. We'll see, you know, let people like to point at the Warriors as an example of overspending, but hey, you know, they've reached limits and stuff and they're paying their own guys. You know, don't use them strictly as an example. Lakers buy their players, right? They buy them uh, with the glitz and glamour of LA and big names through free agency, through trades and whatever. And same with the Clippers. So, you know. Clippers didn't <laughs> draft Kawhi Leonard, didn't draft Paul George, you know. Uh, the Lakers didn't draft LeBron James, Anthony Davis, any of the guys they just traded for. I mean, I guess they drafted D'Angelo Russell, but he's had to sort of cue in his path back. But that's just my opinion. Um, I'm sure there will be more clarity on all this. So if I got any specifics wrong, then, you know, so be it. But that's just a knee-jerk reaction off the top of my head. Anyway, um, that's all I got for now. I will check you out after the Denver game. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors, check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review, saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very